Hello, this is Mary Lindo. I am so pleased that you are joining me for this week's teaching podcast. This podcast is prayerfully created each week with the intention of giving you a time of resting in the Lord and for allowing Him to speak into your life through three to five minute messages and prophetic impressions and insights. Each message is meant to assist you in cultivating your love for the Word of God, combined with the power of His Holy Spirit, confirming His words over your life. Gather your Bible and a cup of coffee or tea, and take a few minutes each week to sit back and allow the peace of God to wash over you as you enjoy soft background music that inspires a restful time of worship and tender moments with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now, let's begin this week's podcast. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. We're going to continue part two of Attracting the Eye of God in this podcast. The journey of Deborah is a declaration of the power of just one life fully set apart for God. Deborah stood as a prophetic representation, a suggestion that as a woman who may have been weaker in her physical attributes, she had the Word of God, and she had a history of going in and lighting the lamps. She had a history of hearing the voice of God in the secret place. So swiftly, when the hour came for her tangibly to go into war, she was ready. She was not afraid to say yes to heaven's commands because she knew the voice of her God. Let's continue to look at part two of the reason why God was attracted to the life of Deborah. Deborah functioned in the divine dimension of a spirit of wisdom and revelation. She was a prophetess. It was almost as if God had supernaturally placed a divine compass in her, always guiding her to Him. The judging that Deborah did so well might have been because of her gift as a prophetess. She would have been able to make wise decisions if she saw well in the Spirit. She was humble, willing, and wise. In Matthew Henry's commentary, he writes, She was a woman of illuminations or of splendors, one extraordinarily known and wise, and so came to be eminent and illustrious. She was intimately acquainted with God. She was a prophetess, and one that instructed others in divine knowledge by the inspiration of the Spirit of God, and had gifts of wisdom to which she attained, not in an ordinary way. She heard words of God, and she probably saw visions of the Almighty. She was totally devoted to Israel. After Jehovah, Israel was whom she loved first. Deborah was one who received fresh instructions from heaven, and though she knew how evil the oppression of King Jabin was, she also knew that with God anything is possible. Something in Deborah knew how to pull on the sources of heaven, standing in the guidance of the Lord, which is Jeremiah 23, and open her mouth and let him fill it, Psalm 81.10. Deborah was a mother of Israel. What made this woman a mother of Israel? Deborah loved well. Imagine facing the unending line of people 
all needing a touch of heaven. Imagine her, her tired eyes looking out on the faces of his design as she felt the ache in their hearts for God. They had come so far, how could they leave empty-handed? The eleven other scattered tribes of Israel walked for miles and risked their lives on the dangerous highways as they struggled through to hear from God through Deborah's voice. The highways were deserted and the travelers walked along the byways. Village life ceased. It eased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. They chose new gods. Then there was war in the gates. Judges 5, 6-8 I believe that Deborah could hear the groans of the Israelites who were oppressed for 20 years and feel the throbbing pain in God's heart over his people's sin and oppression. And I believe it was her ability to hear his heartbeat that allowed her to save a nation in a day. Deborah ruled with the sword of a prophet, but the staff of a shepherd. She truly loved God's people. She always led well, and she led by loving. Deborah was a military policymaker. She was more than a judge. She was used to deliver Israel from the second longest captivity. And as a prophetess and military strategist, she called the nation to war. She not only brandished the hand of God, but also operated with the heart of God. You see, Deborah was a deliverer. She loved the people and they loved her. She delivered them from a great enemy. The Lord literally issued a clear prophetic word to summon Barak, the Israeli commander, to rally the troops for battle against impossible odds. The Hebrews had no weapons, none. They'd all been taken away by the Canaanites. So God showed Deborah secret insights about how to win the battle. She brought a holy about face to the wicked plans of Israel. When the city gates were at war, Deborah, a mother in Israel, who was willing to lay down her life for her God and country, arose. So why do we need a Deborah spirit or Deborahs to arise today? There is a cry going out from the hearts of God's people about the oppression the church is under from the enemy. Heaven is aware of the issues affecting the people of God. But until a cry goes out from the people of God, the hands of heaven are tied. Without a cry, we show we are satisfied or comfortable with the way things are. The harassment has been going on now for well over 20 years. How long do we put up with things before we cry out for change? God has been watching and stirring up Deborah's for quite some time now. And the timing is right. When we get to the place to where the reviving itself isn't enough, but we must see change take place, then we know we're on the verge of something great. We have to get to the place that we don't just want change, but we are willing to rise up and put our hands to the plow to see change occur. Actions truly do speak louder than words. Deborah represents the steadiness and dependability necessary to both win and keep victory. Barak means lightning flash. That is temporary. We don't need a temporary fix or a temporary anointing. 
If a temporary quick fix was enough, we would be in a great position by now. We didn't get to where we are at quickly, and the victory must be won with reliability and dedication. When Deborah arose, the warriors returned. There is a group of God's warriors who are waiting for someone to rise up and lead them back to the place and position for which they have been created. God bestowed peace and victory for 40 years. The time of victory was twice as long as the time of oppression. The sad part is that after the 40 years, the Israelites went back to their wicked ways and found themselves in a place of oppression again. Let us be men and women who will stand in the breach and go before God and cry out in intercession. Lord, we need restoration. Lord, we need the kingdom of God to break in with the resurrection power of life. People, this is a call to combat. This is a call for you and I to say that we want to hear the voice of God from the secret place. Jeremiah 23, 24 says, Who can hide in the secret places so that I cannot see them, declares the Lord. Do not I feel the heaven and earth, declares the Lord. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we do cry out for restoration. We want the kingdom of God to break in with the resurrection power of life. Lord, in ourselves, we have nothing to offer. It will be corrupt. It will be destructive. But Lord, in you is the fullness of life. Lord, speak to us, guide us, direct us, reveal through your word, your strategies, Father, your wisdom, your weapons against the strongholds of the enemy. Father, you said the weapons of our warfare come through the pulling down of strongholds. And Lord, we just right now ask that the stronghold of apathy and slumber would come off the body of Christ, that you would awaken the body and cause them to mature and grow up and become men and women of dependability and consistency. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I ask that you now go out and act upon the word that has been spoken.